Blog Talk Radio. And we're about to go live now, so stand by. We're about to get ready to open up our Facebook room on live broadcasts. Again, thank you for listening to us here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. And we're about to start our live broadcast on our Facebook station. Okay, we are up and we are running. Shalom to you. Welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio. My name is Brother Emmett Overton, a.k.a. Aaron Boy. I'm an apostle sent one to send out the Internet radio. I'm not sent to have a church. The church is within us. And we need doctrinal teachings. I've been under Derek Prince Ministries for 17 years. My pastor was Pastor Wayne C. Thompson. I was ordained by Chaplain John Durden. Again, thank you for listening to us here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. We have a wonderful, wonderful teachings for all of you today on the grace of God. Let's begin to pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, I ask that you use me as your oracle. I take authority over every demonic spirit, every principality. We bind Satan. Your word says, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bind in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Give me your revelation knowledge towards your word so that the hearers can be blessed by your word. In Jesus of Nazareth's name, we pray. Amen. I want to talk about the grace of God. I am 61 years of age, and I know throughout my life, if (laughs) I can just meditate back on a lot of things that I've been through, I noticed that it was the grace of God who brought me out of it. During the time of my foolishness in the world, I had a gun to my head. I could have got killed. I was in a car accident. The car flipped over three times. I could have gotten killed. I was in a car accident with my father and my mother. And uh, the, to- the car totaled out. We could have gotten killed. We got hit by a car. I can look at the times, and I-, I like to have overdose, and God's mercy and grace was with me. We can't do this without God's grace. And a lot of us, and I'm going to be honest with you, we take the Lord for granted. We just believe we're going to live forever. James 4, 4 says we're like a vapor. When I'm 61, I don't know when God's going to leave me, but I want to be ready when you go. And I can't do this without God's grace. It is impossible to be a Christian without the grace of God. Grace in the Old Testament, God revealed himself as a God of grace who showed love to his people. Not because they deserve it. We don't deserve anything. Because we're all sinners, Romans 3.10, all have came short of the glory of God. We don't deserve grace. They deserve it? No, we don't. Because of his own desire to be faithful to the covenant and promise made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God has provided for us his mercy and his grace. If we read to the scriptures of Ephesians chapter 6, 1 through 13, please go to the book of Exodus chapter 6, 
I'm going to read 1 through 13, Exodus chapter 6, verse 1. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entered this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came a Pharaoh, I'm sorry, that's in uh, Exodus chapter 5. Uh, forgive me, the light, I got to turn this light on so I can see a little bit more. Forgive me. Rome, uh, Exodus 6, 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shall thou see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a great hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spoke unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord, and I appear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I not known to them? And I have also established my covenant with them, the children of Israel, to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groanings of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians kept bondage in bondage, and have remembered my covenant. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of the bondage. And I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with a great judgment. And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bring you up from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land concerning which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And I will give it for you for a heritage. I am the Lord." And Moses spoke unto the children of Israel, but they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. Now watch this. God did not bring Israel out of Egypt because they had great faith. Because of his grace and his faithfulness, he promised in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 through 8, and also Genesis chapter 50, verse 24. In the beginning, their faith was weak, but through the ten plagues by which God revealed and his power and concern for Israel, he built up their faith until they were able to trust him in obedience. Exodus chapter 12, 28. In other words, God delivered them by grace through faith. All of us need it. The children of Israel are no special people. They just rebelled. They're the most rebellious people in the history of human mankind in the areas of worship and God. They will worship God. They will forget God. When Moses went to get the Ten Commandments, what were they doing? They were creating an idol, Aaron's brother. They said, let's create a God. That's why he loved the children of Israel. We do the same thing to God. If it wasn't for grace, I know I wouldn't be here. I know that I wouldn't be here. Crack cocaine, heroin, dealing with gangsters, getting shot at. I am here not because of my own righteousness, definitely not because of my intelligence, but because of the grace of God. And you are here today because of his grace. I remember when I was uh, in Jamaica, I'd go backwards and forth. I was in the middle of the street, and I was on the way going to, to church with uh, Pastor Earl to do some deliverance at his, at his ministry. And something pushed me. I felt a force push me. It pushed me up on the corner because a car was coming. If that force wouldn't have pushed me, I would have died. Look at your life. 
I'm quite sure that many of you that's listening to me can give me a testimony of how God has spared us because of grace. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful that we have a God loves us so much? He loves us so much that he has provided with us grace, and the devil really don't like grace because when we make a mistake, that's what picks us up is grace. In Exodus 6, 9, God did not bring Israel out of Egypt because they had great faith. Remember this now, but because of his grace and his promise. His promises was in Genesis 17, 1 through 8, and Genesis chapter 50, verse 24. In the beginning, their faith was weak. But through the ten plagues by which God revealed himself in his power and concerning for Israel, he built up their faith until they were able to trust in him. We have to build up our faith by praying in the Holy Ghost in Jude 1, 18, 19, 20. Pray ye in the Holy Ghost. They didn't have the Holy Spirit, but God built their faith up. Now, the revelation to grace is love. And I want to use the cross for an example. The horizontal beam represents the relationship with our fellow man, and it speaks of the forgiveness that is in case with us in two ways. Forgiveness we need to receive from others and forgiveness we need to give to others. Once again, the only grace where we can receive the grace from God of this kind of forgiveness is at Golgotha. When Jesus died, he gave us grace. And grace helps us. Did you know that grace helps us in our weakness and we make a mistake? And we make mistakes every day. I'm the worst of all of you. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the thorn of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. In time of need, in time of need, the throne of grace, the throne of grace in what time of need? Because Christ symbolizes with our weaknesses, we can confidently approach the heavenly throne, knowing that our prayers and petitions are welcome and desired by our heavenly father. It is called the throne of grace because it flows from God's love, help, mercy, forgiveness, wisdom, spiritual power, spiritual gift, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and all that we need in any circumstances. One of the great blessings of salvation is that it is now our high priest, our mediator, who opens the way for us to come to the Father with confidence for all areas of need in our lives. You don't have to go to a $100 line or a $1,000 line to get grace. It was given to us because of Jesus. Now, I want to say that we shouldn't use our grace for sin. Again, we should not use our grace for sin. Study John chapter 8, verse 34 and 35. John chapter 8, verse 34 and 35. Also, study Romans, verse 16 and 19. Also study Luke chapter 13, verse 3, and Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Grace don't, uh, grace, don't use grace just for sin. Also study Romans chapter 6, verse 1, 
and Isaiah chapter 28, verse 12. We need to thank God for his grace in time of need. We need to thank him. Grace is because of our Lord and Savior, who? Jesus Christ. That's why we have grace. God promises and Jesus fulfills it. Let's look at this in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Ten nineteen to twenty-two. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way which He had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, His flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, with all assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and from our bodies washed with pure water because of Jesus Christ, we have obtained grace. Christ sympathized with our weaknesses. Why is this? He came in the flesh. He lived three and a half years on earth. He had every temptation imaginable to mankind. In the account of this confrontation, which is in Matthew chapter 4, and if you read that, you will see that he confronted Satan for us. Before Adam and Eve, there was no grace. It wasn't needed. There was no sin. Where grace abound, where sin is, grace abound much more. We have a high priest. Thank God for that high priest. For we have a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Buzz was in all points tempted. Jesus was tempted like as we are, yet without sin. This is why we have grace. Jesus notified that. He lived on earth. He did not get tempted. He was honored by God to give us grace. We can confidently approach the heavenly throne knowing that our prayers and petitions are welcome and desired by our heavenly Father. It is called the throne of grace. It flows from God's love, mercy, forgiveness, wisdom, and spiritual power and spiritual gift. God, the Godhead, Colossians 2.9, it is not the Trinity. That's a theological a terminology. I do not believe in theologians. Most of them are, are educated, don't have the Holy Spirit and enemies of God. If you are called by the ministry, stay out of those schools because they will definitely block out the ministry of deliverance. The Godhead is not the Trinity. Most of you have been known that it's called the Trinity by great nothings. Those are intellectual enemies of God that's on the pulpits preaching to people. We don't need great nothings. We need the word. God's grace is given to us by the Godhead, Colossians 2.9. It provides us love, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. It provides mercy for us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. It for, provides forgiveness for us in Psalms 103.12. When the Lord forgives us, he doesn't remember it no more. If we confess our fault, he is just and able to forgive us from all unrighteousness, 1 John 1, 9, because of grace. Nothing we've done, but because of grace, he's done that, and he's given us spiritual gifts. One of the great blessings of salvation is that Christ is now our high priest and our mediator, who opens the way for us to come to the Father in confidence for all areas of our needs of our lives. We thank Jesus that he's our mediator so that we can have grace and mercy from God. 
in First Timothy, verse 5, it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, that man, Jesus Christ. God gives measures of grace as a gift. Did you know that? He gives measure of grace as a gift. Did you realize that it's a gift? I would like to show that to you in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. 1 Corinthians 1, 4. Again, thank you for listening to us at Live Deliverance Internet Radio, where we are here to teach the untaught in the simplest of form by the doctrine of the Holy Spirit and by the spiritual leader, Derek Prince. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1, 14. 1 Corinthians 1.14, I thank God that I baptized none of you but Cyphus and Galatians, and that because of God's grace that he declared unto us, he has blessed us. God has blessed us. In 1 Corinthians 1.4, in 1 Corinthians 1.4, he says, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God, watch this now, which is given you by Jesus Christ. God turns it over to his son after he died. Prior to that, he still made a covenant with Abraham because we open up the introduction to this sermon out of Exodus chapter 6, verse 1 through 13. And we see that the children of Israel receiving grace by God. It's now been distributed because Jesus died at Golgotha, the place of a skull. The skull represents the mind, and the mind is suppressed by Satan. This is why God gives us mercy and grace. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, 8, and 9, the word of God says, For by grace are you saved through faith. So you save because of the grace. Through what? faith now. If you don't have faith, you can't believe that you're saved. And whatsoever is not of faith, according to Romans 14, 23, is sin. Not of works, that any man should boast. It, we can't get this because of you cleaning up the church. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to give you by grace when you're doing a good deed. The Lord gives you grace because of the Son, Jesus. Please study Titus chapter 2, verse 11. And please study Titus chapter 3, verse 4. God gives grace to believers to be made free from sin. Romans chapter 6, verse 20. Romans chapter 6, verse 22. And to do his good pleasure. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. In Zechariah chapter 12, 10, the Bible says the spirit of grace. It is a spirit. Ah, now we're dealing with demonology. Ooh. Did you know that grace is a spirit in Zechariah 12.10? So this spirit was with God. Zechariah 12.10, the spirit of grace, the crown and the ground Christ is the same in Second Peter 3.18. Uh, crown of grace. The Bible speaks of crowns of grace. Lord Jesus. Let's look at Second Peter three eighteen. These are benefits for Christians. Second Peter three eighteen.
but grow in grace. Uh-oh. You really can't be a Christian and accelerate if you don't grow in the grace. He tells us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, or Yeshua. To him be glory both now and forever. So we have to grow in grace and witness this. Now, I want you to turn to Acts chapter 4, verse 33. Acts chapter 4, verse 33. And with great powers gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Now watch this. And great grace was upon them all. I need a, you, and you in the ministry, you're going to need a lot of grace because the devil's going to come at you with all types of forms of temptations. And sometimes we fall. We all fall. Everybody fall. The Pope fall. There's no perfect pastor. Don't be looking at him as they, he's Jesus because he's not. Okay? The apostles witnessed the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great, G-R-E-A-T, great grace was upon them all. Why was great grace was upon them all? They're doing the will of God. And when you're doing the will of God, God gives you more, more grace to sustain you. Because when you're doing the will of God, we have an adversary, Satan, the devil, who wished to steal, kill, and destroy anything that you can get from God, John 10. 10. So we need to thank our Lord and Savior for that grace. We need grace to help us in our Christian behavior. Study Colossians chapter 3, 12, 13, 14, and 15. Did you know that we are saved by grace? We are saved by grace. It is the grace of God that saves us. It is God's grace. It's not you or what you've done. It don't work like that. It is the grace of God which has saved us. We need to thank God for his mercy, Lord Jesus, and his grace. The Lord has given me something. Uh, the Lord has given me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. The Lord gave me Lamentations 3.22. Lamentations, Lamentations 3.22, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Watch this. Because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. He loves us that much. He loves us that much. Now, I'm going to give you some benefits of grace. There's a little grace in Ezra 9.8. E-Z-R-A, Ezra 9.8. You may need a little bit more grace to help you in your problem. The Bible speaks of anointment of grace. Let's look at the anointment of grace in Proverbs 1.9. Proverbs one. Nine. For they shall be an ointment, O-R-N-A-M-E-N-T, an ointment of grace 
unto thy neck and chains about thy neck, an anointment of grace. Isn't that beautiful? That is so beautiful. Let's go to Proverbs 4, 9. Proverbs 4, 9. She shall give thy head an ointment of grace, a crown of glory, shall she deliver to thee, an ointment of grace. Also, grace to the neck, Proverbs 3.22. God gives grace unto people who are humble and most with humility. He doesn't give grace to the proud because he resists the proud. Why does he resist the proud? Well, pride followed Satan. And pride is the number one sin. That's the first sin ever existed was pride. And if you're proudful, you're not going to be getting grace. Let me show you that. God's give grace to the lonely. Proverbs 3. 34. Proverbs 3.34. Surely he scorched the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. L-O-W-L-Y. That's humility. Humbleness. He gives grace. Grace can be obtained. You can obtain grace, so don't let nobody fool you that you can't have grace. If the devil tries to convince you that you don't have grace, he's a lie, please turn to Esther, E-S-E-S-T-H-E-R, Esther, chapter 2, verse 17, Esther. Turn to the book of Esther. And we're going to go to Esther 2.17. And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Zatidas because of grace she was able to obtain that by God. And God moved on his king to give the sister grace. Now, you can cry for grace. I asked the Lord, I cry out to the Lord every day because I'm in the deliverance ministry. Did you know that you can cry out to God for grace? Let's look at Zechariah chapter 4. Verse 7, Zechariah 4, 7, Zechariah 4, 7. Zechariah chapter Four, verse seven. Who art thou, O great mountains? But Zebubah, thou shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstones. Therefore, with shouting, crying, grace, grace unto it. Call out for God. We all, we all need this. And as I said again, grace is a spirit. Zechariah 12:10. 
The spirit of wisdom and the spirit of grace was upon our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is why we are able to get grace. Let's look at this in the epistles of Luke, chapter 2, verse 40. No, sir, I'm not educated. A high school education and one year of college. Let's look at, this is very powerful, Luke 2, 40. See, the devil don't want you to know you have these benefits. And you study the Bible, brothers and sisters, and if you study the Bible, you won't be deceived because what I'm seeing with these preachers and these churches, they, I don't step in them. They're not teaching anything. I just don't deal with it. Study. Find a place where you can really grow in the Lord. I'm a teacher. I'm not here to educate or entertain. I'm just a teacher, just giving you scriptures. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing it as simple as possible. I, I, I'm not here to be oratorical or exquisite in words. I'm here to give you something that is in the Bible that can help you. Amen. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace was upon him. He had it. And if he had it, we definitely, definitely needed Luke 2.40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. Watch this. And the grace of God was upon him, Jesus. And God gave it to him after he died. And Jesus is full of grace. Yes, he is. Jesus is full of grace. And grace and truth comes by Jesus Christ now. In John 1.17, it came by God in the Old Testament. Jesus is the second Adam. He took the place of Melchizedek in Hebrews 7. We no longer have a high priest that represents us. We have a spiritual high priest now that represents us. His name is Yeshua, the Son of God. Did you know that grace was upon the apostles in Acts 4.33? You can receive grace also in Romans 1.5. And remember that there is an abundance of grace for all of us in Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Divine grace gives us favor from God. Grace was given after the fall of man into sin. That's why we receive grace, because when Adam and Eve messed up, God had to get in there and straighten it out. Favor of goodwill, mercy, pardons, which is an act of grace, when you mess up, and we'll all do, God gives us a pardon. Why? Freely given, unmerited favor and love that he's given us through his son Jesus. Without grace, we can't do it. Did you know that Moses asked God to give Israel more grace? That's in the Bible. Let's look at this in the Exodus chapter 34, verse 9. Exodus chapter 34, verse 9. Exodus chapter 34, verse 9. And he said, If now I have found grace in thy sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray thee, go among us, for it is a stiff-necked people. Acts 7.51 deals with stiff neck, 
and also stiff neck is in Second Chronicles 30, verse 8. A stiff neck people, a pardon of our iniquities and our sins, and take us from thy inheritance. So Moses had to pray that they receive grace because it was a stiff neck people. We're stiff neck. Most of us are stubborn. Without grace, you can't come back into forgiveness. How many of us have been stubborn to God, doing it our way? Grace. How many of us have left God, walked away from him, come back to him, and still in grace? Because of the grace of God. Consequences that falls from our failures to forgive and to be forgiven. Bitterness, strife, disharmony, and hatred and war does not give a human being grace. It brings suffering. There are two distinctions of forgiveness represented in the Bible. These two distinctions are well portrayed by the great symbol of the Christian faith, the cross. The cross has two beams, one vertical and one horizontal. These two beams represent the two directions of forgiveness. The vertical beam represents the forgiveness that we all need to receive from God and that can only be received through God by his son, Jesus of Nazareth. The purpose for grace is to sanctify us. Sanctification means to make holy, to consecrate, to separate from the world, and to be set apart from sin so that we may have fellowship with God and serve him. We cannot be effective Christians serving God in the flesh. It won't work. We can't do it. I can't do this ministry of deliverance without the grace of God. I can't do it. It would be impossible. I worked 17 hours. I haven't had a vacation in 17 years. I worked 17, 18 hours. I have no engineer. You see an engineer as I'm speaking. I have pastors that's in position that can't help me full time. I need grace. I need grace every day I get up in the morning dealing with demons. I know I need grace. I can't go without grace. And imagine that if it wasn't for the grace that God gave us, God have mercy. God gave us that grace to protect us from Satan. God is good. The Lord is a good God. And we thank his son, Jesus of Nazareth, for giving us his mercy and his grace. We take it our life and we get up and we go to work, and we do the worldly things, and we don't really sit back and look at the mercies and grace of God. I got this sermon as I was praying in the Holy Spirit. And as I began to pray in the Holy Spirit, I saw my life and the car accidents I was in, the gun against my head, the, 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 the motorcycle. I, I had a, a motorcycle, the kickstand was out and I'm riding all the way to Mobile, Alabama. If I would have made one left turn, I would have died. And I went five hours with a kickstand and didn't even notice it. That was God's grace that kept me going. Now, I'm quite sure if any of you have any testimonies about the grace of God, I would like to read it out to people. Please email me. We get a lot of listeners, but we don't get any, any emails or testimonies. If you have a testimony of the grace of God through this sermon, email it to us at overtonab one at gmail.com. We thank God for his mercy and for his kindness and grace. Because if it wasn't for grace, we wouldn't make it. It's impossible to be a Christian without grace. You need grace in time of what? Need. And I pray to God all the time, give me grace. I deal with a lot of, lot of stuff 
and uh, I pray and I thank him for 61 years, 61 years, I'm 61 years of age, 61, my God, I remember when I was 41, I'm 61, we just here for a minute, if it wasn't for that grace, I would probably be in hell, I'm quite sure you can do and say the same thing, we need to thank God and stop begging and murmuring, we beg and we murmur too much, and you don't even uh, pay close attention to the good things God has done for us because we murmur, we get angry, we don't get what we want, then we get what we want, once we're happy, we're okay, and then that don't mess up, you're, 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 you're back miserable. It's grace to keep you going in your ignorance. Stop murmuring. Don't murmur to God. Thank him for his grace. Amen. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. Philippians 2, 14. Numbers 17, uh, 10. And the Lord said unto Moses, bring Aaron's rod against before the testimony to keep for a token against the rebels. And thou shalt quietly take away their murmuring from me that they die not. God has given us grace. We don't need to be murmuring and complaining. Get, thank God for his mercy and grace this morning that you woke up. You're not in hell. There's a demon that casts out demons. Do you know you can get deceived? If it wasn't for the grace of God, most of you and all of us will probably be in hell, especially me. I can't speak up everybody else, but I can definitely speak up myself. We want to thank the Lord this day for his mercy and for his grace. We want to thank you for listening to us here at LiveDeliverance.com. I want to let all the listeners know that if you know anybody that speaks Ukrainian, I'm looking for a Ukrainian interpreter to get the gospel in Ukraine. If you know anybody that speaks Ukraine and that listens to live deliverance internet radio, please give me a call. Anybody that speaks Ukrainian, please give me a call. If you would like to listen to these sermons in finished translation, I have a translator. He's on staff with me, Brother Tommy. He will interpret it. We teach on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and sometimes Fridays at 12.30 Eastern Standard Time, which is about 7.30 at their time in Finland. You can listen to us at www.livedeliverance.com. Please sow a seed. We need everything that you can give us. We don't beg. We don't have pastor's appreciation day. I'm not going to tell you to give me a line, and I don't do any of that. I just teach the word of God, and I pray that you help us meet our needs on this radio ministry. It takes money to run a radio station. It takes money to run, to run everything nowadays and how this economy is. If God moves on your heart to sow a seed, please do so at www dot live deliverance dot com on the lower left hand side of the PayPal site. You can give to this ministry. Again we want to thank you for listening to us here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. We're going to go back to regular broadcast for those who are listening to me now on Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. And we got some powerful teaching that's going to be coming up when you listen to us next. Uh, we're going to be talking specifically for www.livedeliverance.com. Demonology and the names of demons is coming up next. 
And we're also going to have a three-hour teaching of that right now, Demons and Their Name. That's coming on as soon as I get off here at www.livedeliverance.com. Shalom and God bless. We're going to open up the mic in our blog talk room. Come join us. Air code 646-378-1857. We'll give the mic to Chaplain John Durden for comments. Again, shalom to you, and have a wonderful day, and we're going to regular broadcast now. Chaplain John Durden, you got the mic. You got the mic, Chaplain Durden. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and uh, again, grace. And I always don't change it. I always say G-R-A-C-E, grace. Stand for God, righteousness, at Christ's expense. Appreciate that, brother. God, righteousness, at Christ's expense. At his expense, his crucifixion on the cross. So God bless you, man. I don't, I don't have to summarize everything. And, and the Lord just wants me to say how much I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And uh, it's really nice to know that you're not hearing from the flesh. You're hearing from the spirit of God. In most cases, my history... Everything we say, we sit there for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, trying to figure out what we're going to say and rewrite a million times. When when it comes out of your spirit, that's the first time you're hearing it, and you say exactly what the Holy Spirit wants you to say, not what your mind wants you to say, not what your experiences told you what to say, not your mom or daddy, friends, other preachers tell you what to say. It's the Holy Spirit. It's nice to know that you can hear someone, and, and what they're saying comes directly from the throne of God. God bless you, brother. Okay. God bless everybody. Have a wonderful Sabbath day. And God bless. We'll see you if it's the will of the Lord tomorrow. God bless. Welcome to my gymnasium. <laughs> Check it out. Watch this. <laughs> 